So we're now we're gonna check in with the uh, Twitter, which you know that garbage fire that we somehow are all drawn to. I can't look away. I love Twitter, but I acknowledge it is like the worst thing. It's it was hate for me because I'm a terrible person. <laughs> Every week we solicit your questions, baseball and not baseball, and very rarely, if ever, do people take us up on the non-baseball questions. No one's asked any like in like probing questions about me or Doug or you this week. And um, I wonder why that is, because I feel like we're interesting people. Like no one's asked me why I'm crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. So um, anyway, <laughs> what uh, did you, I didn't scrape too many questions off. I actually, I did get a non-baseball question. Uh, Let's hear it first. Let's go with that one first. I think I have a baseball one coming up in a bit here. From, from Mr. Uh, JG, uh, JG Stewart on Twitter at JG Stewart, um, who's uh, my friend Jesse, local musician and writer, uh, said there there are Giants questions. Um, so he's curious whether uh, I think that Fomorian Giants are evil or unfairly judged due to their physical appearance, um, or whether you know in a Fire Giant versus Frost Giant question uh, battle who would win. Uh, <laughs> fire Giant versus a Frost Giant question. What world are we in right now? Uh, one where that makes sense. Um, it, I, I think it's, I think it's D like Dungeons and Dragons focused. I definitely, this is a D and D vibe. Um, all right. Fire giants versus ice giants. Well, I'm going to think about their core, like how they're constructed. Are the fire giants like a gas combustible or are they like kindling or wood? Is like, is that what their heart is? And then like the ice giants, are they, the frost giants, are they just, icy to the core or the i don't know i would say the ice would win because it seems to me the ice would just be able to overpower the it would be able to suffocate the fire giant before the fire giant could melt the ice giant um that's probably true but if you're gonna go like norse mythological like the source material um frost giants are just a thing they're just like what thor beats up on his day off oh then fire giants because i imagine the fire giants can like hurl their flames yeah, they, they okay. come in at, at the end of the world and destroy everything. So I think we got to give the fire giants this yeah. one. Yeah, fire giants win. Actually, let's spin off that to a to a topic related quest. Um, quest game, do it. Yeah, which so who on the, the 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 baseball giants on the San Francisco Giants squadron? Um, who on this giant squad is our most is most likely to be like our mythological our giant of norse legend our mythological titan like so when i ask these types of questions i like to handicap it a bit and and exclude the obvious answers which in this case i think is madison bumgarner right yeah madison bumgarner is is a figure out of myth. yeah or or you could say he's already a given who else uh either way like who who else could it be um I mean, the, the, the instinct is, and I think this might also be another gimme, um, is to go with Hunter Pence because he's really big and he's also kind of a nerd. Like, I think if you walked around that whole clubhouse, Hunter Pence is the only one who would have even an inkling of an idea about, like, Frost versus Fire Giants. I, I'm pretty sure Hunter Pence has actually fought one or both of those in real life. That's also plausible. I think that's how he spends his offseason. Yeah. <laughs> So he might, I, I think, like, he's the obvious answer, so I think you got to rule him out. His fiancé is Greek. He has definitely had some sort of interactions with uh, mythological figures. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she takes right. him back to 
her grandparents' village or whatever, and they get into some sort of adventure. Um, yeah. All right, so Bumgarner and and um, and Pence are givens, and I think Posey actually is like a Norse god already, right? right. Or he's some sort of yeah. It's a very clean-cut Norse god. That's right. That's right. Uh, Brandon Crawford. 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 Yeah. He's okay. a he's some sort of wizard or some sort of supernatural or preternatural ability with the glove. Um, yeah, and he's got surprising power. Yeah. No, he's. You're right. <laughs> and that hair. <laughs> yeah, the hair, especially when he like just stops caring in the season, and suddenly he has a giant beard. You're right. It's. It's Crawford. I think also, like we were talking earlier about baseball players with hidden depths outside the game, Crawford seems like the guy who might just like randomly spin off 20 pages worth worth of knowledge about Norse myths. (laughs) I think the guy, Brandon Crawford. (laughs) That's your guy. Good pick. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What else have we got from Twitter? Uh, So... This is a good one. Oh, he wants me to save it for when Grant's on, but I'll still ask it anyway, and then we can revisit it. It's a non-Giants question, which I have those, but um, what's the worst thing about working for Grant? God. Um, do we have to pick one? <laughs> I mean, this isn't... We'll have to split the podcast at some point if it keeps okay. going. <laughs> we'll, we'll save the Grant roast for another time. That's like, right. That's right. One. Uh, I, you go first. The worst thing about working for Grant is when he no, there's nothing bad about it. <laughs> it's when he writes the same post that that I do, <laughs> and and, uh, and it's better, and but it still extinguishes four hours of of random work that you put in. It wasn't four, but <laughs> but it's but it's great because he's actually uh, there's not really a downside to working with Grant. He's a better writer than me, so if he writes the same idea that I do, then I get to see what the best version of that idea is so it all works out <laughs> sure i could i could see that it's sort of like you know reading a book and you're like yeah. oh man, i had that idea yeah. but this is way better i think the worst part of working for grant is um realizing how much he's influenced me as a writer specifically about sports uh the worst part of working for grant is um actually this happened i can tell you the exact moment that was the worst part and um it was when my I was talking to my mom on the phone and she was like, oh, I read your last post. I don't know what it was. But she's like, you know, I didn't I was just reading McCovey Chronicles because someone linked it. And uh, I didn't realize until the end, until I read the comments. I don't know why you were reading the comments, mom. Hmm. Uh, realized until I read the comments that that was you. I thought it was, you know, the normal guy, Grant. Hmm. And the worst part about working for Grant is that my own mom thinks that apparently he's a better writer than I am. So, <laughs> so the worst part of working uh, for Grant is that he's too nice and too good. So, uh, that's it. He's too good. That's it. Um, uh, I guess that question plays better when Grant's here. I'll find out next week. Um, I'm sure he has all kinds of complaints about working for Grant. Okay. What will Tim, this comes from at side out par? What will Tim Lincecum's stat line be in his first start against the Giants? This is a great question. I feel okay. Um, he's probably going to end up with the Padres, right? Probably. I think that's a good fit for him. Yeah. I, I just don't think there's room for him in Seattle. That's the only reason why I don't think it'd be Seattle. Padres, Dark Horse, Marlins. Oh, that would be a terrible place for him to pitch. Yeah. But, yeah. 
But they uh, like I think weird players. Um so what's just okay, I against the Giants I think he's gonna do okay. I think it would be very Tim Lincecum to have like a a start against the Giants that so Tim Lincecum is all about confused being confusing and surprising, right? Like he's right. about buying expectations either good or bad. Nothing has ever made sense. So I think the most Tim Lincecum thing that could happen is if he gets it, he winds up with another team. He's somehow still starting. He faces the Giants where he spent his whole career, and he has a completely pedestrian start. Like, not good, not bad, like a five and dive, maybe into the sixth. Strikes out a few guys, gives up a couple runs, leaves with a chance. Like That's exactly what I saw it as. Like, five and a third, two to four strikeouts, and then the bullpen kind of gives up one of those runs on base. Yeah, like just, like... <laughs> He has, like, a, a a total, like, oh, our fifth starter did something good start. He, yeah, that's, I think, I think that's it. I feel like the worst, like, the one that actually kills the Giants, because that would be bad, but who knows. The worst would be if he's a, if he somehow accepts the reliever role, and he's a super reliever, and he comes in, and it's late in the season, and he comes in in a bailout situation in the sixth, and he pitches two or three solid innings where he just dominates the Giants. They don't even get a hit, and they need it for the playoff run. That, to me, is worse than the start where he does well or whatever. But the one where he comes in and he's like, I, I've got it when I absolutely need it, and when I had it is when you need it the least. Like, you know, yeah, a May start, you know, a May start in the third game of a series or whatever that's not great, but I mean, it's like, it's going to sting a tiny bit, but like August, September, when the giants, you know, are clinging to odds, you know, it's, that's bad. And he comes in and it's just, Oh, it's Tim Lincecum coming out of the bullpen. This maybe the giants have a chance. And then he's like two or three innings, just smokes them. That's the worst. <laughs> I think he's going to like, maybe by the end of the season, he'll be relieving somewhere, but I think he's going to start like there's 30 major league teams, the Royals just gave. Well, him- sure. I'm just saying, if he winds up relieving for the Padres and does that, oh. <laughs> then he be then he becomes the whole lacrosse team, not yeah. just one guy from. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Man. Uh, so if Tim Lincecum suddenly becomes the entire uh, team, it's going to be rough. Um, and he's going to have the weirdest haircut when he does that. <laughs> That's true. And he'll be blonde with a pot yeah, collar somehow. How did that happen? <laughs> Uh, all right, I'll pick one more question than I have because um, I hearted it, and that is uh, it's from Kizar Soze, What's a up? frequent contributor, and he um, he asked, "What would the best baseball team made up of superheroes look like? Who plays, manages, etc." So this is a non-Giants question, although I think Bumgarner and Posey are probably and Barry Bonds are probably on that team anyway. Yeah. I think Barry Bonds is a supervillain, but he's like the supervillain with his own comic. Like, he's a supervillain who carries a plot line on his own. Yeah. All right. That's fine. He's like the Magneto. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The best baseball team made up of superheroes. It's a weird question. I kind of want to flip it a little bit. Um, I I think I want it to be like if a superhero had to – let's do a Justice League. If a superhero had to manage a base – like an all-star team, like what would Superman's team be? Who would he put on that team? I, I feel like that's a better question. Then we get more baseball players involved. 
Uh, well, Superman would definitely. Um, he would have a. So this is actually th- this might be an unpopular opinion on Superman. Um, I think his team would actually be pretty cool. I think the original idea of Superman was like you know the the like the FDR superhero, right? The Depression era, like standing up for the little guy, smacking fascists superhero. Right. Yeah. So I think Superman's team is actually like a bunch of really underappreciated players. Like, like I think Superman would have noticed that Ben Zobrist was good long before anyone else. Like, I'm not saying necessarily Saber, like Superman knows sabermetrics, but he knows good players. Like, I think he would, he would recognize that. So it would be a mix of like really underrated, underappreciated players and really obnoxious, scrappy guys. Cause he just loves their moxie. Like, it would just be Ben Zobrist and David Eckstein. All that sounds way. more like a Captain America team than Superman. But but you have the key point in what you said that I think we can build this team even more easily is if we take the fascist line. So if Superman's against fascists, that means no Yankees, yeah. no Red Sox, no Dodgers, uh, and prob- probably no Cardinals, let's say. Yeah, because um, of the Christian fundamentalism. So let's say those four, no players from there. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe the Rays, because the Rays are kind of like that, they're the Wall Street model, and that's its own sort of fashion. Let's say those five teams, those are all out. They're all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, so yeah, but I could, I could definitely pick up your line there and then the batman team would be let's just do batman superman this is okay i've now whittled it down since batman superman's coming out who would who would be the captains of those teams you know the batman ones would all have like some sort of weird twist to all of them they would have um you know you know when in his prime brian wilson would probably be the closer oh absolutely because he's drawn to these colorful characters with some something a little unhinged about them uh bryce harper bryce harper bryce harper's on oh yeah right away he's on that <laughs> that's right he'll take the youngest guy because he'll be like what's your trauma from your yeah, youth <laughs> exactly uh and then, and then i think superman responds by picking mike trout like you oh know, great no that's great that's awesome yeah like i he, you know he was drafted late he was underappreciated but he he just you know with with good old-fashioned like american moxie and also just being really good at things that's good. That's really good. Uh, I'll throw out a player. Let's. I don't know whose team he would be on though. Which team takes uh, Troy Tulowitzki? Oh, um, that's a tough one. Yeah, he's good and obnoxious. Um, yes, he's two things. <laughs> <laughs> that is like I. Oh man, I think. Um, I think he might slip to Superman because I think Batman looks at him and goes like, where's, where's the drama with you, Troy Tulowitzki? Where's the, where's the tragedy? Where's the inner darkness of your soul? You just want to do keg stands and hit home runs. Like <laughs> I, I have nothing. There is nothing for me to work with here. And Superman's like, Hey, he's good. Only on the McCovey Croncast, by the way, would you hear the line? I think he falls to Superman. <laughs> <laughs> It's an atypical uh, line. 
Well, uh, that's a good question. We probably should have structured that better, given that the movie is coming out soon. Maybe during closer to Civil War, we'll do that. Yeah, that's, let's let's do another one for Civil War. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to throw uh, one more player out there. Um, Jose Fernandez. Who gets yeah, him there? I was thinking about him. Um, or, I mean, I'm always thinking about Jose yeah, Fernandez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think Batman. I think Batman goes right for Jose Fernandez because Jose Fernandez plays through injury and uh or seemingly does and i think that again he's he's kind of a character who kind of marches to his own beat so i think it's a batman all the way also he didn't he have like a a a dangerous path getting to the u.s too i think i remember reading something oh yeah yeah i also think bat for what it's worth i think matt harvey gets drafted by batman as well oh yeah because he's he's called the dark knight but i mean I think even if he didn't have that nickname, I still think Matt Harvey is someone that... But I think Superman would be a little perturbed there, because who would want Matt Harvey on their team? Um, yeah, I don't I don't think Superman's necessarily going to draft all the boring players. No, I think he'd, like, take DeGrom. Yeah, he'd take... <laughs> I think Superman drafts the players who are like, you're having fun. Like, I think I think he would possibly take Fernandez, but Batman would definitely take, use a higher pick on him. Superman but went... Superman like, would, yeah, he would take McCutcheon, too. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. He'd take like Marcus Stroman. He'd take guys yeah. who were having fun out there. Oh, he would totally take Marcus Stroman. All right, Marcus Stroman would definitely be. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Batman's like, you know, give me the guys who are powered by their inner torment. Give me the guys who are ready to like set this league of fire and watch it burn. I want to watch this game now. Yeah. And they would both be in their costumes standing on the dugout steps. That would be the best part. Absolutely. Is Batman I mean, and Superman on the railing. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, is it any weirder than like making Bruce Bochy and Jim Leyland dress in baseball uniforms at their age? Like, <laughs> oh man! So this is the great part about being an adult. I feel is being able to see the ridiculousness of reality. Sometimes it's pretty ridiculous that grown ass men wear baseball uniforms. When you think about it, well, not just that, but like you know, men who are past that age, like <laughs> yes, you know, let like. They let Phil Jackson wear a suit, you know? They let Jim Harbaugh wear Aggies and sweatshirt. For God's sake, let, let Bruce wear a suit out there. <laughs> or something slightly more comfortable. I don't think baseball uniforms are all that comfortable. What do you think Bruce Bochy dresses like when left to his own devices? I've only ever seen him, like, either in a suit for a function or in a baseball uniform. Well, I think he's, you know, he's, he's a basic guy. So it's, you know, it's jeans and a t-shirt, but... And Maybe. I think all of Bochy's t-shirts are branded, like or they've got prints on them. Oh, really? <laughs> or, or I th- it seems like Bochy is like, oh, I got this shirt for free, and now it's part of his wardrobe. Like that's, <laughs> that's a weird. lot of radio stations and uh, car dealerships. And... He's, a little, he's a little Carl Weathers, like, oh, well, you got a free shirt out of this. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Um, okay, so we play a game every week on the McCovey Croncast, and this week I I challenged I challenged Ruben to come up with one, and I think he came up with a good one, but you're going to tell me about it right now, right? Yeah, I think I came up with a good one. <laughs> so uh, it's extremely topical right now. Uh, game of Thrones is coming back for season six. It uh, sure is. Yeah, well, very, I, do you remember, I think it was season two of the show where... The, fir- the premiere was on the same day as MLB opening day, and they ran, like, a joint commercial. I do not remember that. That actually, I, I guarantee, I'm sure it happened, because I had to talk to other people about it, so I didn't just hallucinate <laughs> it. But it was, like, the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life. It was just, 
implode in place. Uh, it's everything you love. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. So I'm never going to top that. But but with another season coming back, I thought we you know use a topical question. Um, so so the king's guard, right? Like the the king of Westeros has his guard of seven elite knights like the best in the land who are sworn to you know no matter what else is going on their job is to defend the king like not to question his decisions not to try to talk him out of doing something stupid not like not to do anything except keep the king alive and i guess his family um so my question is if you you know keeping loyalty in mind as well as ability if you are the king of westeros and your choices for king's guard are just san francisco giants who are you gonna go with who are your seven guys well who in the show i think this might help who oh. in the show are are or were in the king's guard jamie oh. was one right yeah jamie which is indicative of the problems when you choose the wrong guy because his he's the king slayer um, right, right. yeah so right off the bat we've got a conflict of interest <laughs> um and then the other main guy was barristan selmy um uh, who looks like Sean Connery and got stabbed to death by a bunch of uh, Mardi Gras protesters in an alley. But before, right. really badass. Okay. So yeah, essentially the idea is to pick guys who are like good and loyal and like the the idea, at least in the books, I don't think the show touches on this as much, but they're like the epitome of knighthood. Like, you know, every every kid wants to be them. They're they're essentially like the equivalent of a of a permanent Baseball doesn't really have this, but they're the equivalent of a permanent all NBA team. They're like okay. the best. All right. Well, if you're, and this is current giants or giants of all time. Uh, let's go with current giants. All right. Uh, yeah. All right, so I'll throw out, I'll throw out one and then you throw out one. We'll go back and forth. So we got to pick seven. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and one of them is in charge. You have to pick a, a, a commander, like the one guy who, well, show. you could name a commander, or we could wait till the end to name a commander. But I'll try to just come up with someone. Yeah. First, um, I'm gonna think about this for two seconds. Yeah. Uh, I'm picking Javier Lopez for the King's Guard. That is a deep cut. That is my yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I think his communication skills will come in handy um, if there's any sort of confusion. Um, that he'll be able to clear it up. And you need someone, you have to be the best, I imagine, but yeah. being crafty in Westeros yeah. and being able to see a few, move, a few moves ahead of your enemy, not just physically, but whatever game they're playing, well, is helpful. Know, and I feel like Javier Lopez would, would be able to handle that pretty well. Right, like as a, you know, in the equivalent where he's a knight or whatever, it's like, what's up with, you know, what's the equivalent of submarine left-handing? Left right. Like, what the hell is this guy doing? It's freaking right. me. You're right. That's a great pick. <laughs> um, okay, uh, my turn. Uh, along similar lines of, of, like, deep cut, I'm going to go with Hunter Strickland. Because Hunter Strickland is, like, the kind of guy who, once he decides this is what... He seems like once he decides this is what he's doing, this is all he's doing. So if he has become a Kingsguard, that's his life, man. And he is, like, he is ride or die. Oh, I I agree. This is a great pick, and he's he's all power and no head. He's he's no, really no thought, yeah. So I think he'd be great. Uh, he had an, uh, related. He had uh, some really good comments in an article that Jesse Specter um, wrote up the other about the Giants bullpen 
Oh, and yeah. and how the Giants' average bullpen velocity over the last three years has been ninety one point six miles yeah. per hour, which is the the <laughs> slowest in MLB. Every one but, of their bullpen is like mid career Tim Lincecum. Exactly, and uh, and Hunter Strickland had a lot of good quotes in there, and everyone in the bullpen basically said, you know, it's all Bruce Bochy, and it's interesting how often when the, and the players are asked about why the Giants are good offense uh pitching it all people invariably will bring up boji but anyway hunter strickland seems like for despite being you know kind of a redneck in terms of his political views which hopefully being in san francisco changes that but who knows uh you know he seems like he's adjusted from the 2014 playoff issues he had and and he had a good season last year so anyway just want to touch on that like hunter strickland seems i mean the giants are going to need someone like him if not him uh, so it'd be great if he's already on the team, if he worked out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's a good pick. So we've got, we've got two interesting ones, uh, really interesting characters there. Um, I feel, I'm just going to say this before I say my next pick. I feel like Buster Posey is not a good Kingsguard. I think he's, I think he's a, a king. And I, yeah. so that's why I don't want to like put him in this group of just take orders and be the best at that. I right. just don't necessarily I, see that. He's wasted on it. You're right. Yeah, I see. I, I think he's actually not a good idea for a night, but just from the loyalty fire standpoint, I think I want Jake Peavy having my back. So he's oh, my pick. Right. Jake Peavy is another, like, he's the guy who is at the king's side at all times. Like He doesn't know where the king is half the time. He can't see him, but he's <laughs> when he does, he, he's right there. Right. Redkin. Yeah, no, absolutely. And he's but he's also got like that veteran leadership thing going on. Like he's he's like the the crotchety, cranky, fiery old dude. And he's that guy when when his arm gets sliced off, he'll he'll switch to the other arm until he can't swing anymore. Swing a yeah. sword. Yeah. He's the dude dramatically shot through with like dying like Boromir and still coming at you. That's right, he's on fire and still fighting. Yeah. On fire. <laughs> Good pick. I like I like the and we got a lot of pitchers. That's interesting. Um, yeah. So I should change that up a bit. Um, Gregor Blanco. Uh, Gregor Blanco is... The Giants have never given him a starting job in, you know, what has he been on the team, four years now? Um, right. And every year he's essentially performed like an above-average starting outfielder two-thirds of a season like and he's never complained about it he's never like it's never been an issue he is the most like tireless dutiful competent dude there is like it doesn't matter what they need from him as long as it can be solved by uh you know as long as it's something that is within his power to address as a speedy outfielder he does it so so i want gregor blanco on my king's guard so i'm like ah crap the you know the the peasants are really mad and i'm not sure whether i need to like have a few heads chopped off to scare them, or I need to talk some sense into them. Gregor Blanco can do it. That's a, that's a solid pick. I think offensively it's tricky, um, but along those lines of trickiness is I'm going with Matt Duffy then, because Matt Duffy to me seems like if you were writing this, he's the new guy, yeah, and he's the one that's got he he could sink or swim, and and I think he's shown us that one season, but he really. He really battled and showed that he was willing to put in the work and get better and sort of he seems like he belongs very much. So I, I would say I would put a lot of faith in that. And he's got that animal sidekick and, you know, with Skeeter, the giant cat. So, you know, it kind of humanizes him in an interesting way. 
Uh, I think he's good. He, he's not necessarily the leader, though. I would never nominate him as the leader. Right. So. Like from a, a storytelling standpoint, he's important. He humanizes the group, and he stands a good chance also with the animal sidekick of making this more like a like a happy prequels thing than like a Game of Thrones thing. Like that's he, right. He ups the tone a little. Someone might live through this with that right. Peter around. That's right. Yeah. Um. And and then you know, as a knight, fighting him would be impossible. It would just be the worst. Like he's so fast. <laughs> right. He is fast. Yeah, Matt Duffy is surprisingly fast. Yeah, He's incredibly fast. Uh, I, I think he's going to steal a lot more bases this year, by the way, in, in the real world. Um, he, he was really good at it in the minors, and he just didn't do it last year because he was focused on just, you know, he didn't want to be the guy who got wiped out stealing right before Buster hit a homer. But, but I think he's got the green light now. Yeah, I think with Span, hopefully it kind of, the that Giants one. game, yeah, changes a little bit. To All right. Change. We've got two more, right? we got three yeah. pitches. Blanco and Duffy. Um, uh, I think, I mean, this is kind of an obvious pick, but, but Hunter Pence, like you kind of have to, um, yeah. I mean, he's, he's like a huge, scary physical specimen. Um, and he's a weirdo, but he's also like, he would commit to this. Like he would be like all in on like, I'm the Kingsguard now. This is what I do. I'm going to be positive about it. I'm going to be the best Kingsguard I could be. And so should the rest of you. Um, and then he's probably like some sort of weird magic knight. I don't know. Like and anything <laughs> that gets is just going to be more weird and entertaining. Uh, and he's totally the guy who's like, this is what he told me to do. So I'm going to, I'm going to get everyone into it. Yeah. Pence is, Pence is my guy. All right. Um, I guess. So we got two more. Yeah. Uh, I think just one. We've oh, got one. Strictly. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Lonko, Duffy, Pence. So I'm glad someone's keeping track here. Choose wisely. Yes. The one, I mean, the thing that stands out to me is, I mean, Pence is a great choice. Uh, but one thing that I think, when I think of Pence, I also think of him as sort of leading a charge. And I feel like with the King's Guard, you actually really need someone who's good at digging in and standing their ground. Uh, and, and so, I, I mean, to me, that's Madison Bumgarner. This seems like a pretty obvious one, but I mean, you need someone who's just not going to give in and, and is going to lead by example and can beat you in a couple of ways. He can intimidate you. He can overpower you, but he can also break off. You know, he's got secret moves that you're not, you were expecting the fastball and boom, he's going to drop a curveball on you Uh, or he's going to get you. Bob Garner is the last man standing. Like also yes. he's got to ride a horse, which is important for a knight. That's right. He's, uh, he's, as far as I know, he's the only other, only one we've named who can ride a horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I was actually thinking about like, oh, maybe I should have picked Quato, but Quato's too new. Like we, his loyalty is as of yet uncertain. I, I mean, and I just, in terms of the King cast loyalty is uncertain. He's a lot more little finger right now. So. <laughs> Uh, so to me, it's Bumgarner. And then I guess if you're trying to figure out a leader of them, it's between Bumgarner and Pence, right? I think Pence. Bumgarner's a lead by example type of guy. Like he's the guy in front. I think Pence is the one to rally that. He's, he's, yeah. All right. He, yeah. That's so if we're doing the Game of Thrones thing, uh, you know, uh, Pence is, is Robert Baratheon and, and Bumgarner is Ned Stark. Kinda, yeah. I think I. I don't think that's a perfect comp, but I, I think it's as good as you're gonna get without a really deep dive. Yeah, like <laughs> it's the guy in charge. Everyone likes him. Everyone's rally like rallying behind him and his great speeches. 
And then Bob Garner's like, let's get this shit done. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah, I think that's... So our Kingsguard is Lord Commander Hunter Pence, uh, Madison Bumgarner, <laughs> Javier Lopez, the crafty lefty, um, young Matt Duffy, the, the newest, um, uh, Jake Peavy and Hunter Strickland. I feel like the two of them go together. I feel like Strickland is kind of like his protege there. That's uh, good, yep, that's a good I, dynamic. Uh, and, then, and then Gregor Blanco, the guy who, you know, the... The extra who's going to fit in anywhere. The wild card, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's solid. I feel yeah, good about that. Guard. That's way better than the shit they got on the show. Those guys <laughs> let like three different kings die. They're terrible <laughs> at their jobs. Uh, I think it's pretty clear in Game of Thrones that everyone is bad at their jobs at all the time. It is a show about a mystic, like come visit this magical and complicated land where everyone is terrible at what they do. <laughs>